In the name of Jesus, amen. After all is said and done, Jesus breathed his last. Two more characters come into the story of our Lord's passion. Joseph of Arimathea and our old buddy Nicodemus. We learned tonight that Joseph was a member of the council that is sometimes known as the Sanhedrin. He did not consent to the plot against Jesus, which makes you wonder how many others on the council also were counted among Christians. The Bible tells us that he was a good and righteous man, that he was looking for the kingdom of God. And whether he knew it or not at the time, he found it. In the crucified, written above his head, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And so, we hear that, Nicodem- that Joseph indeed was a disciple of Jesus, but John tells us that he was a disciple in secret because he was afraid of the Jews. I mentioned also Nicodemus. I said he was our old friend because he's a character that reoccurs often in the Gospel of John. He's the one that came to Jesus by night to interview Jesus, and it was to him that Jesus said, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. We learn from the Scriptures that he's also a Pharisee, a member of that conservative sect of religious Jews that were, while the closest to Jesus in belief, often butted heads with him the most. As John's gospel goes on, we hear that Nicodemus becomes increasingly sympathetic to Jesus' message. When the Pharisees seek to sway the Jewish crowds away from following Jesus, when they do this, Nicodemus stands alone and says, it's not right for us to put this man on trial without having him give testimony. Nicodemus stands alone. When Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body, it was Nicodemus who brought the the myrrh and the precious aloes to prepare the body of Jesus for burial. And it was Joseph who gave his own tomb for the Savior's body to rest during that Sabbath where he had finished all of his work in redeeming the creation. Tonight, we will hear the confession of two of our Lord's disciples. The one Christian faith that was once for all delivered to the saints will come from these two women, Sammy and Ella. And on Sunday, we'll hear it again right as they go through the rite of confirmation. Confessing that Jesus, with your mouth, is your Savior, is an important part of the Christian life. For Jesus says... So everyone who confesses me before men, I also will confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. St. Paul likewise writes in Romans 10, For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. He also says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. The Christian faith 
is built on such assertions of the truth. Now, what do, you, what do I mean by that? That's to be contrasted with just propositions or, or, or rather uh, mere possibilities. We confess what the scriptures teach because they are true. The truth that Jesus is our atoning sacrifice for our sins, when it is received by faith, that's what saves us. This is why Christian education, broadly speaking, and catechism training in particular, what these two young ladies have gone through, is vital to the life of the church. And so Luther affectionately calls the church a Mundhaus. And for those of you who didn't study German, that's a mouth house because the word of God is proclaimed here. And then with the mouth, it is confessed into the world. But that confession is more than just speaking the truth. Tonight we heard again in the beautiful examples of Joseph and Nicodemus, whose faith in the Savior drove them to confess their faith with their actions. In the wake of Jesus' death, the faithful knew that they were in danger, which is why so many of them, including the disciples themselves, hid. But Joseph and Nicodemus showed their faith by not only asking for the body of Jesus, but lovingly caring for it and burying it in the tomb. Sammy and Ella, you too will face times when confessing Jesus as the Savior will be met with resistance. I guarantee it. You will be mocked. You will be belittled. Eyes will roll, and you may even lose friends. But know this, that Jesus has tread all of your enemies under his feet. He bore the mockery and the abuse, and he joins you in yours when you suffer the same. But even more so, your Savior has conquered death for you. Jesus is risen from the dead, and that means that you too, and all of us who belong to him by virtue of our baptism into him, will also be raised from the dead to eternal life. You are disciples of Jesus, you who hear his word and confess the faith. You are Christ's disciples. And that means that you will follow him in confession, in life, in death, in everlasting life. So I charge you, don't be ashamed of your faith. Don't be shying away from your confession. For you confess a Savior who lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. In Jesus' name, amen. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.